This is your ready face? I'm not actually ready. You're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rising from my grave. Rise from your... Is it tomb? I think it's grave? just grave. Right? Rise from your grave? Right. Hold on. What is that? Altered beast? Yeah, it's altered beast. Rise from your grave. <laughs> I don't think that's how that goes. what's up guys and welcome to another episode of wolfie's gaming den i'm your host alex wolf and join to me join to me join (laughs) join to me god i rose from the grave i'm now stuck to your body oh god we have become one put me back in the grave please for the love of god (laughs) join with me here today (laughs) is my dear friend Stephen thomas morrow Co-founder of More Than Friends, host of a new podcast, Diaries of a Trophy Whore. This is already great. You can check it out on iTunes or Apple Podcast. No longer iTunes. I don't even know why I said that. I haven't said that on the show one time, and here I am fucking up. iCast, Apple to Fi. Well, all your podcasts can be heard. (laughs) So, the reason we're doing this special thing today. So, last episode, I really talked about what I thought could be done by both PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo going forward and having a smooth, strong launch rolling in the next gen and what they can do. I mean, granted, Nintendo's a bit of the outlier there because they don't have a new console launching and they're not really in the next generation race, but I figured, you know, we could still talk about them because I'm sure they'll have some kind of response in some shape or fashion. But talking about that last week really made me want to get into the nitty gritty details of these three bad boys. So, I figured let's have one episode focused on PlayStation, one on Xbox, and one on Nintendo. And I figured, well, if I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty details here, especially when it comes to the PlayStation aspect of things, to have Steven here on the show. So... Because I'm totally an expert. Quote-unquote expert. I am certified. (laughs) By by your PlayStation retail loyalty training site? Yes. (laughs) I'm Zuno... Is it Zuno's? Uh I'm Zuno's certified. I... I don't. Know. I hope they don't cancel that. <laughs> I mean, since I got fired, that's <laughs> that's my biggest fear. Is I just want to get Last of Us for free. <laughs> I can't afford anything. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a huge thing. So if you're a GameStop employee or even a Best Buy, Target, anywhere that sells PlayStation products, look up uh, on dot PlayStation. Search it. You'll love it. It'll be great for you. Uh, just don't lose a job in between then, because then it won't benefit you much. But anyway, no, but they they haven't they haven't noticed yet. That's so. true. Now I, I'm probably screwing myself over. That now. is also and now true. You're probably screwing me over too, because I'm still. <laughs> well, if you're still on there, then then <laughs> you, I, I think hope. I'm fine. There's okay. hope. It's hardly moderated. I just want to get Last of Us free. That's it. That's all that I need. <laughs> anyway, so this is Wolfie's Gaming Den. It is a video game podcast hosted by I, Alex Wolf, with me on the end. Uh, I'm not going to say each and every week because that's a damn lie. I This last episode took a month and a half to come out, almost two months. So, <laughs> But you can find the show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and a few other services out there that I don't think anyone actually really uses. You can follow the show on Twitter at Wolfie's Game Den or on Instagram at Wolfie's Gaming Den. If you're a supporter of the show and you want to help it grow, by all means, you can hit the support this show button on anchor.fm. Uh, you can do as little as a dollar. But anyway, let's let's get into no, it here. No, hold on, hold on. What? Right now, every listener, donate at least a dollar. You can totally do that. Donate a dollar because Alex deserves it. Right now. Pause the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I don't... Do they have to pause the show? Why can't they multitask? 
I mean, I guess they can multitask. Like they can listen and do it. I mean, like, by now, now we've 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 stalled enough to where they should have enough time to give you a dollar. That's fair. So there you go. Okay, we've given you that window. Any hooser. <laughs> so this week we're going to be talking about the PlayStation Five. So first thing I want to kick off is Stephen. All we, the last thing we heard about the PlayStation 5 uh, was its logo. <laughs> Riveting shit right there. <laughs> that that was life-changing. <laughs> the thing that they did with the, what was it, the the S? Mm-hmm. And they, 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 like, mirrored it? I don't even think they did it. that. I don't think they did that. It's just an S, actually. It's just a normal, on, well, I don't think, they, the 5 still looks very much like a 5. You can still distinguish it from the S, even if you mirror it. Oh. But... Well, so that's, but no, that's a testament how much effort they put into making that logo. They weren't fucking around with just copying and pasting and flipping. See, I thought they just copied and pasted. No, 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 no. They were not messing around here. All right. Well, there goes my certification. <laughs> give, right me your, there. give me your fucking badge. <laughs> can, I, can I still get the last one? Nope. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, so the, the logo thing, I mean, some people are all upset because they're like, oh, real original. But no, they don't have to be i like that it's it's simple it's easy yeah playstation 5 ps5 nice simple yeah like i don't that think it's they... consumer friendly it's on brand it's perfectly fine like they don't have to do anything drastic i mean last time they tried anything drastic with the logo with the playstation 3 they ended up flipping it right back to similar to the ps2 style so yeah. it was like what the hell did you why bother? Who cares? Like momentary Spider-Man. Momentary Spider-Man. And I should say momentary. That was that launch until about like, what, 2009, 2010? It started when they launched PlayStation Plus and put out the Slim models. Oh. But yeah. So they, they had it on there for a good chunk of the life cycle. Yeah. And then after ditching the Spider-Man font is when they're, they're like, oh, let's have a Spider-Man exclusive. Yeah. It's kind of weird. How they they should have brought back the Spider-Man font. I would have been for it. I would have appreciated the shit out of that. <laughs> but um, so... What I want to talk about, first of all, we don't have a real reveal event going on here. I mean, Xbox has gone out. I mean, sure, they haven't had necessarily a reveal event, but they didn't need to. They showed off the console, what it looked like they had the Game Awards. They put out uh, interview pieces on the interwebs all over the place, talking about things on the Xbox Wire. Um, but PlayStation, you know, they've had a few articles with uh, Wired, and there was someone else. I just can't remember who. Uh, Wired being the most notable. I was a real big uh, or CNET. It was CNET was the next one. Oh, yeah. Um, but other than that, we haven't gotten anything else. So what will be different this time around, because if you remember, it was back in 2013. It was February 2013. They did the huge press event at in February um, for the PlayStation 4. They showed off what the console could do, announced a few things here and there, all that good stuff. We didn't get the actual reveal of what the console looked like until E3 that year. But as now. we all now, E3 is they PlayStation is not going for the second year in a row. Um, it is past February, which everyone thought was when we would get the PlayStation Five reveal price and all this other nonsense. And it's March third, and we don't have anything yet. So when do you think we will see some sort of a reveal here? Well, so that's a really good question because uh, I mean they they even had. Uh, planned to show up at at, at some events mm-hmm. and they kind of dropped out of that um thanks corona uh Jesus. <laughs> not the alcohol well maybe a little bit of the alcohol too <laughs> we don't know uh <laughs> we don't know what happens over in shuhei yoshida's office <laughs> yeah it could be anything um but uh yeah i i really i i 
I don't really know a good time frame because if if they want to get holiday this year, yeah, um, they're gonna have to do something soon. I feel like I feel like they're waiting for Microsoft, and Microsoft is waiting for PlayStation, and eventually one of them is gonna have to just suck it up and do something. Yeah. Uh, but now, do you really think that's like everyone keeps talking about how like oh they're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting? Do you really think they're waiting that hardcore as to what the other's gonna say? I think maybe in terms of price. Uh, an official price announcement? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, as far as the console specs and everything, I mean, the developers already have their hands on the the dev kits for the right. system, so they're already, you know, they should be pretty well aware of what everyone's going uh, to be working with. Mm-hmm. But uh, in terms of price, I think that's that's the big question, uh, especially with the the cost of you know, manufacturing these with the the specs that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also probably increased spice. Uh, spice? All the spices. <laughs> that paprika's not top tier, Stephen. I'm going to be pissed. And <laughs> listen, I should probably have a disclaimer. I've not been 100% uh, conscious lately. <laughs> <laughs> like, today's today's been rough. Um, the past, past handful of days I've been on this new medication. When I drink alcohol, it... it fucks me up i'm i'm drinking good lord <laughs> drinking beer right now and it's so i apologize if i'm a little uh i don't know the word askew, askew. <laughs> thank you rachel always so, always good for the words but but no so the price of manufacturing <laughs> always good for the words she's always good for the words always good for she's the got words. some good words <laughs> my baby over here with the finger guns <laughs> But no, the so the cost of manufacturing uh, the parts for these systems is probably going up because of coronavirus as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got we've got an interesting set of factors yeah. um, that are affecting the price, and probably the most determining factor in the initial success of a console launch is the price. Yeah, I mean we saw with the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, um, the price was probably the biggest factor in the PlayStation 4 selling so astronomically well initially. Yeah. Uh, and with PS3 and 360, the price was a huge factor mm. in how shittily the PlayStation 3 sold So initially. Why, you mentioned, so we're talking about price, and you mentioned how the PS4 price was influential as well as PS3's price. So everyone's worried that the PlayStation 5 will have a $500 price tag. Do you think, like if you had to answer right now, yes or no, Will it have a price tag of five hundred dollars? I think, I think it will be five hundred dollars. Why? I don't think Just it'll be more than five hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, but I would, I would bet money on it being five hundred dollars. Okay. Um, I would, but I don't have any money. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this is this is why people need to donate to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Starving artist over Please. here. If you can call us that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just eating beer over here. That's why. Uh, but, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Jesus Christ. $500. I, I think I think the price point's going to be $500. That's, that's what I would bet my money on because of the price of, of manufacturing these things and the added factor of the coronavirus. I... I think that's probably a safe bet. Okay. Um, PS4 when it launched, what was that? Four hundred. Yep. So, uh, 
I mean, we're doing a pretty decent jump in technology. And last that I checked, PlayStation was investing um, in some fancier parts than what they needed. Yeah. Like, uh, one of the most expensive parts that they're including on the system is a fan, uh, just so that the thing doesn't overheat. And they're not skimping on the quality. It's like a oh, really it's gonna nice listen. Fan. They talk about this every goddamn console, right? That thing's gonna overheat. It's gonna be loud. There's no chance it's not going to be. I'm fine with it being loud as long as it works. <laughs> It'll that's, always that's be loud. I give up on the. If someone tells me oh, a console's gonna be quiet, I give no fucks. They're lying to me. It's going to be loud. I was surprised with how many people say the Xbox One X is quiet. Now, while I've never heard one, I am sure to some capacity, depending on the game you're playing, that bitch gets loud. No, All right, it, I don't it care. Does. It does. The Xbox One X. Yeah. Have you heard it? Well, you know, like testing systems back in the day when I was working at. A, a retailer that I will not name. I'm sure you can uh, rename it at this point. Like, no, I don't. Them? I don't want to name them. Okay, they're not worth anyone's attention. You heard it here, folks. Everyone <laughs> buy, buy digital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so here's my counter argument to this. So the PlayStation Three, right, launched at 600 bucks, and it killed them in that first few years, right? You had Xbox uh, 360 launched a year ahead of time, almost to the day. And had a lower price point from launch and continued to be lower price point for quite some time. Sony then made the smart move of cutting the price. They chopped it to 500 Then they chopped it to 400 Eventually, we got that sweet like window of like $350, $300. And at that point, the PS3s were still pretty expensive to make. And Sony was eating the bill on that, right? Like They were losing money when they sold consoles. Mm-hmm. My thing is, I think Sony will take that approach... And what they learned from the PlayStation 4 launch of $400 being a nice price point, I don't think the PS5 will get above $450. I really? Think, I, I think, so think about it this way. So, for instance, with our tenure at GameStop, right, we learned that retailers don't make jack shit <laughs> when they sell a brand new console. That's right? true. Exactly. And so Sony can't be making that much more in the markup because what they're doing, because of, again, manufacturing parts, shipping, third party handling, all of that stuff. Like, so they're making money, but not enough to say like, "Oh man, I think." I don't think they'll be making any money though at four fifty. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I don't think right now it's about necessarily making the money off of the console sale. It's I think the, it's the software. It's the software, mm-hmm. and you get the software and the services and the accessories and all of those things when you have the install base. So I think what they'll worry about is if we can get the price point to where it's not completely killing us, but it's enough to where people can say, "Okay, I get that price. That's fine." You sell enough consoles, you will get the money. Not right away, but it'll come. Because think about it right, right now. If they carry the momentum they have from this console generation, the PS4, almost everyone has one. Mm-hmm. So when a PS5 comes out, if they continue the trend and they have those same people go out and like, oh, I have a PS4, I really like that. I don't want to deal with Xbox again. I don't want to go through that mess. I know I can buy a console that's reliable because I've had that history with them. Well, see, that's that's another problem too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, is do you think do you think the success of the PlayStation Four is going to sort of stall uh, the success of the PlayStation Five? Because the PlayStation Four, so many people have it. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, I feel like investing in another system is going to be difficult, especially when, I mean, this is one of the best-selling consoles ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that means a lot of people have it. A lot of people are still using it. I Mm -hmm. mean, Jesus, I have like a backlog of 600 games. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I wish I were exaggerating. (laughs) 
but do you think that that would sort of allow them to have the price a little bit higher because then they know that the only people who are going to be buying the PlayStation 5 are going to be the hardcore fans who definitely, you know, they're going to buy the new system no matter what it costs. It can be $1,000, they'll still buy it. I... Uh, but then, and that's probably an exaggeration too, $1,000 is not a good price for a system. God, no. But uh, still, and then after a year mm-hmm. or two, then they can bring the price down and then you can start to see a lot of the other PS4 users jumping over to the PlayStation I don't, 5. I don't think so. I, I think they'll be able... Because the thing is, is a matter of backwards compatibility, right? With how many people will bring over their games. People like you have a massive backlog. People like myself have a massive backlog. Knowing that, okay, I don't have to hold on to my PS4. I, I'm, so GameStop, Best Buy, a lot of these places have trade-ins. Amazon has a fucking trade-in program, um, right? So people can get rid of that console... With peace of mind, knowing that they still keep their old, especially their digital games, like it's tied to the license, they can just download it right then and there, day and date. Mm-hmm. So even if those people don't buy a game at launch for the PlayStation Five with that PlayStation Five branding on it, they know I can go ahead and get the hardware now, save some money by getting rid of my PS4. I don't have to spend sixty bucks on the next game. I can just play what I've got now on this new hardware with maybe some improvements because it's new hardware, so it'll upscale it a bit. But at least I have the console ready to go, and then I can save money towards the next PS5 stuff I want to buy. So I, I don't, think I don't know if that's enough to convince someone though to, I mean, because it's still an investment. Oh like, yeah. Uh, if you're going to be playing the same games, but on another system, like they're still the same games. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. So it, <laughs> it'll definitely be it'll be interesting to see. I think that. I don't think they're going to be about the quick dollar on this one, which would be, in my opinion, them selling just to get the cons- make money off the console sales themselves. Because say so many people, like, say sure they sell those consoles, but not a lot of people are buying them because of the price point. Mm-hmm. If that's enough to give Microsoft the leg up, who you know has to learn from their mistake of that price point on the Xbox One, you know, if they get that cheaper install base, that's what's going to happen. That's also, that's another interesting thing too, because I feel like Microsoft isn't as focused on the hardware as much as they are in just having their software playable in as many different places. Uh-huh. So I, I wonder if they're even worried about competing with places. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, what's his face? Phil uh, Spencer. Phil Spencer even said that they're not even looking at PlayStation and Nintendo as competitors now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking at Amazon Google. Google. <laughs> yeah. Like Google and Amazon. Uh, so I feel like they're maybe they're not even looking to compete on a hardware level. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe the Xbox One, or the Xbox Series X, I need to get used to saying that. It's hard. It's the a The Xbox Series X. Well, you can call it just the um, Xbox. That's the actual name. The Series X is just the model type. Okay. So, so the Xbox, or... Just the Xbox. Well, I guess in this case, the Series X. Yeah. Because it'll be that model type. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> I, it's, it's already Jesus. this is why you should just name, just use numbers <laughs> and just please for the love of god and keep like consistent numbers don't go from xbox to 360 to one yeah and, and that and, goes and, for you too nintendo with the <laughs> wii u nonsense god the switch though that's a good name that's a good name that was a good name until they made a light and it didn't and it stopped switching yeah <laughs> yeah that is kind of it doesn't switch it goes no against more. the whole thing yep uh but anyways, uh, 
maybe that would mean that the Series X is going to have a higher price point because maybe Microsoft's not even competing in that space where they're like, oh, yeah, you can have this fancy Series X, but you can also play all of these games on a PC. You can play them on your Xbox One. You can play them on whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't know. Maybe PlayStation isn't even waiting for Microsoft on the price point. Uh, but I... I feel like something has to happen soon. Like, maybe this is the month. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because we're early in March. Yeah, so that's the question. If you were to pinpoint when we would have a reveal of some fashion, when do you think it would be? <laughs> this is wishful thinking, but uh, fuck it, I'm going to say March. Okay. No, let's, I, say, let's say end of March. I agree. I think we'll have it by this month. And so what I think will happen is this. PlayStation's not going to be at E3. GDC is all but just kind of done, right? They say postponed indefinitely. I don't think they'll find a good window because there's so many events that will happen after E3 back to back. They'll have to find such a small window to get all of that press to GDC and then to wherever they need to go make sure they have enough people because the thing is everyone's going to pass that up to go to the other events that are already scheduled and ready to go. So I don't think we'll see a GDC this year. Um, but that gives PlayStation the perfect pocket, right? They don't have to worry about doing it around E3. They can kind of generate the hype themselves. And it may steal some of the thunder away from E3 because... I mean, I mean, it doesn't really take much to steal the thunder not, from E3 nowadays. Not, well, I mean, so with the Series X coming out, we know that'll be at Microsoft's E3 panel. Like, there's no way it won't be. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of the focus will be. If PlayStation can kind of get that sweet spot and steal that audience kind of quickly, see if it... Now, granted, you'll still have people watching the Series X, but maybe not watching it as closely because they're like, oh, now I'm already sold on PlayStation. I have all this stuff. I have all this information. It's hard to say. But I think March, if not April, no later than mid-April because they want... I think at the same time, they're going to want to generate time for pre-orders to get taken care of so they have an idea of what their sales number is going to be like because that's the mm-hmm. huge thing about pre-orders. They know what they're selling. So if you remember when the PS4 launched, uh, we were working GameStop and they gave us like a chart of how many PS4s we could pre-order. And then depending on how much we got through, we would get allocated a certain amount more. Like, oh, you've already gone through your initial 50, here's an additional 10. You got through those, here's an additional 5. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Because they were trying to see who was going to have what so they can get the accurate shipment numbers and sales numbers so everyone got the right amount of product. If you don't announce the console and start pre-orders in an earlier fashion, that creates a fire drill situation. So you have everyone pre-ordering or not enough pre-ordering at that time because they don't have anything together because they're like, I don't know what's happening. You've got everyone rushing in and then not enough pre-orders being able to get allocated to that store that would normally hit... 50 over a period of time only hits 40 and they don't get allocated more because they never hit that initial goal because there wasn't enough time by then between then and launch um and it's the same thing with knowing the attach rate for controllers you know you're gonna like how many controllers are gonna pre-order uh, and that was you know again consoles don't make money when they sell at least to the retailer so the, the, that retailer's gonna want how many controllers do you want to pre-order how many other accessories do you need a charge stand do you need this do you need that because mm-hmm. that's where their bread and butter is <clears throat> So if Sony can get those numbers, like an idea of what that looks like, they know what how much they need to manufacture. They have that game plan. Unless they truly think, you know, they're, you know, big dogs in town this time around and to give no shits 
about knowing what those numbers look like or what to prepare for, because they're like, we're just going to mass produce a bunch because we're going to sell them, then they need to have some kind of game plan and knowing what they're going to push out. Um, I feel like notoriously PlayStation kind of ebbs and flows between being cocky and being the underdog. Mm -hmm. And right now I think uh, maybe we're in a similar situation like coming off of PS2 uh, going into PS3 where maybe... I mean, I'd like to think that they learn from their mistakes, but oh, um, but also, definitely. yeah, <laughs> uh, I know that they can be kind of stubborn. Uh, but maybe we'll end up in a similar situation as we did with the with the PS3, where they're gonna they're gonna do the cocky moves, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. It'll be. I think I think the biggest factor that that's the biggest question mark for me, at least, is how, and I. I I hate to keep going back to this, but how the coronavirus is affecting this. Oh, yeah. Uh, because I, mean, I that's actually a big deal. Like, the fact that these big events... I mean, uh, GDC, for example, PlayStation paid to attend, mm-hmm. and they're not getting their money back. Yep. That's... That's big. That's It, it was a big enough deal for them to, to decide not to do that. Um, and even if it's just them not wanting to get important people quarantined in some place so that they can't do some kind of a, another event where they, they actually out of PAX showcase. East just recently like but they yeah, didn't pulling out of PAX, uh like I think those are big deals and I I honestly think that the coronavirus is a contributing factor in the rising cost of manufacturing these parts, manufacturing these systems. Um it's going to affect uh you know where they can announce things. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I could you imagine if this shit happened around Tokyo Game Show? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> shut down, shut it all down. It's not happening. Be, I mean, seriously though, this is this is definitely an interesting time, mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, I feel like every year it's a year like none we've ever seen before, but. But really, it's at least in the time that I've been alive, I don't think we've had quite this mix of of factors changing things. Like, I mean, we even had, um, uh, I think this was last year. There was a like increase in taxes that would affect video game systems. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. And, yeah, uh, I I'm honestly not even sure if all of that has been reverted or not, but. Or if it's playing a huge deal into what's going on now. Yeah, but like so much so that like even PlayStation, I think they wrote a strongly worded letter. Or like the entire <laughs> industry did as a yeah. whole at some point. Like that's, uh, we just have, there's a lot of interesting factors. And the biggest question mark, I think, is how those factors are going to affect price. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to end up uh, hurting them in the long run because yeah, they're probably going to have to eat a lot of the cost. Yeah. Um, I, I think the idea of them profiting off of the system immediately, that's just not going to happen. No, I, at no, least I, I, I don't think it's going I, to I don't think it can. Right. I don't think they'll sell. If they if they try hard enough to make a profit off the initial console sale itself, the price will be too high to where people will actually go out and buy it. And then at that point, they've lost money because their manufacturing consoles exactly. aren't being picked up. And it's a matter of how much money do they want to eat. Uh-huh. And uh, usually the answer is... The least amount possible. Yep. Uh, so I'm I'm just curious how how everything's gonna uh, sort of 
mesh together into into what what results as the the overall price yeah Uh, because that's my biggest concern yeah because i want to i want to have a system at launch um and i'm probably gonna have to sell my body to do it good lord (laughs) i'm gonna gonna have to uh so any listeners if you (laughs) um i i have snapchat (laughs) can't wait for my grandma to listen to this (laughs) hi hi grandma (laughs) ps5 secure Um, I have no shame. I, I don't think anyone thinks you do. <laughs> I think anyone that knows you knows. <laughs> um, so we've talked about the when we will get the reveal. We've talked about uh, where do we think the reveal will happen. We don't. We need to ask how will we get the reveal. So we talked about this before we started recording. Do you think? Yeah. There will be a a press conference like event similar to what the PS4 did, or do you, th- um, or do you think it'll be a state of play announcing the PlayStation Five details? So, I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> uh huh. I want a PlayStation experience. I want all the all the big guns on a stage doing all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. I want like a big explosion of awesomeness. Okay. Uh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that it's just not. It's just not. I... What's probably gonna happen is a state of play, mm-hmm. um, and and this is just my prediction. I I think it's probably gonna end up being a state of play, and that's probably gonna be affected by, again, just them not wanting to put people physically on a plane, bring them to a place because of coronavirus. Yeah, because of all that, because that's, you know, that's, that's a lot of cost fear. having yeah. people stuck somewhere as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's going to be a state of play, but I I think they're going to have several small events. Uh, I think this was hinted at on, I want to say the PlayStation website, uh, or there was some kind of thing I remember hearing about where PlayStation said that they're looking forward to announcing more information about PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. at various events. Yes. Um, and they specifically mention like, uh, fans. Yeah. Like, they specifically mention fans. So what I think is going to happen is a state of play, and then at the end of that state of play, it'll be almost like a tour where they'll well, announce... Well, the Road like, to Greatness, remember that. Yeah, kind of yeah. like Road to Greatness, where mm-hmm. they'll have, like, in various cities across the United States, they'll probably have, like, a thing set up just like a random weekend or something where uh, there will be like a day where the press goes and then afterwards the public can play these games and experience the system for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I feel like that's kind of the route that they're going, especially since they've been a little bit more gamer-focused uh, in their messaging and marketing for the PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, even with the way that they structured PlayStation Experience... Uh, so I think it's so that influencers and independent journalists and things like that can get their hands on these things as well. Um, they'll still invite press because they have to. Oh yeah. Uh, as their own like thing, but um, I think that's the route that they're gonna take, um, which unfortunately means less of the like starstruck celebrity on a stage saying a cool thing. Uh, but that that's my prediction at least so yeah. state of play first and then sprinkled throughout the months leading up to the release there will be like random pop-up uh like weekend events yeah 
at various cities. And um, I think I, I'm right there with you. I would like to see a press conference, but just due to, I think it is, while also the cost and the worry of the coronavirus, at least at the time, who knows what it's going to look like months down the road, if they reveal it, you know, within the next month or two, I think a big thing for them is trying to create that legitimacy behind the state of play. So I think while state of play, like everyone gets like, oh, okay, it's the Nintendo PlayStation Direct, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, not a lot of people care as much about the PlayStation state of play as much as people do about a Nintendo Direct. Well, because like the state of plays have been pretty lukewarm. Yeah. I, I mean, I get excited as hell. Yeah, um, I, but... I get pumped. I'm like, that's cool. It's new video game news. But at the same time, I know I'm like, I'm not expecting a huge thing out of this. Yeah. And like... The things I get excited about. That it's fair. Things like Watam Good on Lord. there. Watam the has, uh, has anyone talked about Watam since uh, it I came have. out? Watam is Death Stranding for children. Good Lord, that's what that game. <laughs> honestly, seriously, like thematically, it is Death Stranding for children. You play as uh, one person who reconnects a broken society, uh, and all these people aren't talking to each other. They have various like cultures and things like that, and. You, you reunite them, and it's after some, like, devastating event. It, it's seriously, it's Death Stranding for children. It's like if Death Stranding and Teletubbies had a baby. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Where does Norman Reedus fit into this? Uh, he doesn't. All right, <laughs> he that's just, fair. That's he, fine. I, I tried to think of something clever. Say, is, there, is there anything? He's anyway. actually the baby in the sun. Oh, my down. God. <laughs> Norman Reedus is the baby in the sun. Then why wouldn't that be BB? I think he fucked up. Well, <laughs> what else is there? Um, so what I think, I think they'll try to create that legitimacy behind the state of play by knowing that this, by making, by creating that unpredictability of the state of play. Like we've known it can have those small things. We know it can have that middle ground things. We wouldn't expect them to announce a console at a state of play. But so do you no, think people are going to tune into that? Maybe not right away. That's the, I think it'll happen. I, if they were to say, if they come out and say, hey, we're announcing the PlayStation 5. Stay tuned for this state of play. That will get it. If they just drop a state of play without saying what's in it, then no. They'll get the views after it drops because then the news is already out and people will go back and watch it. But not as much as they would if they were to say, hey, because at that point, if people are already reporting on that video, people are going to take the time to watch the video. They're just going to go read the article that breaks it all down. They're going to hop on IGN or GameSpot and say, oh, what, what happened in the video? Oh, okay, that's it? Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't need to watch this video. Unless yeah. they want to see pictures of the console, and even then, chances are it's going to be pictures online already. Oh, random so, random little aside, uh, yeah. those like those rendered images of the PlayStation 5 prototypes, Yeah, almost all of them are made by some guy in dreams. That's true. And people think that, that it's legit, and it's like spreading like wildfire online. And I just think it's so cool <laughs> that <laughs> that this, this image that's supposedly an official prototype for the PlayStation 5, what it's going to look like, the leaked images of PlayStation yeah. 5, were made in a PlayStation 4 exclusive. That's just freaking cool. <laughs> and sorry. I, <laughs> but uh, but I mentioned what the system looks like, and I, I, I think that's to... a cool little fun fact. <laughs> I think his name is Dan Cool. He's the one who created the, the image that's been going it's around. It's a cool fun fact that Dan Cool made a PlayStation 5 image. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is. Yeah. I think it's like K-U-H-L, though. K-U. Is how you spell his last name. Not cool. Cole. It could Dan be Cole. Dankle. 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 It's mm. getting less. Cool. Oh, it, oh, it most certainly is. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's what I think will happen there. I don't think we'll see a precedent. If we, 
and then it's just a matter of like now they've got to rent out space for the press event and then rent out space to make sure people can go you know they're gonna have press come and try out the console i would imagine so it that's just a lot of money that they don't need to spend just because like whatever just show the video have press come play it afterwards done deal you get the same i would imagine you get the same news out there mm-hmm. um and then you also help branding with the state of play um my next question and this is where i want i, I really interested so oh. the, i don't know if you do you remember the playstation 4 launch titles they were shitty do you remember what they were though uh killzone need for speed rivals resogun contrast well let's look at exclusives that came out like brick and mortar stores killzone knack right that's it so it it was bad it was really fucking bad yeah so like that tree though in killzone was real nice good lord that held me over (laughs) honestly my favorite launch title was contrast (laughs) like really because it had a banjo kazooie reference you know i still haven't played that since Mm. but um, it's got a really nice soundtrack yeah, I it's not. That. It's not the best game, but it was, it was neat. Yeah, it from was what free. I understand, that exactly. So, um, so <clears throat> excuse me. I just had a beer and coffee, and I'm still good lord. Anyway, um, yeah. So it launched with Knack, Kills and Shadowfall, and it was supposed to launch with Drive Club. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that took like another four months after launch. Yeah, I want to say it was like April. Like, and I think then another, another handful of months before the the free version that they promised was coming came out a year later. Only for the entire thing about a year after that to get yeah, canceled. Yeah, that's such a shame because <laughs> that that studio is so freaking talented. It was probably just one guy made made a mistake, and the whole thing that he made broke everything, and that entire studio got shut down. Yep. And there goes our chances of a new MotorStorm. Yep. That's depressing. MotorStorm is great. And I would love to have, instead of Drive Club VR, I would have loved a MotorStorm VR. You know how badass that would have been? That would have been great. Especially because like Drive Club, you know, you're just driving simulator. Like, oh, okay, great, I'm driving a car. Yeah, if but, I want to drive real cars, Gran Turismo. Yeah. If I want to Go off-road explode, and do a bunch of crazy shit in yeah. VR. Like, can you imagine me in an explosion? Like, in an explosion. <laughs> you're just in your ATV in VR. <laughs> while there's a tornado in oh, the background. <laughs> I but, love um, MotorStorm. <laughs> but... What do you think? So everyone's talking about like, oh, we'll see Spider-Man. We won't see God of War. I don't think anyone has to hope for God of War being shown at that PlayStation 5 reveal. A big one being Horizon 2. What do you think the PlayStation launch lineup will look like? You don't have to get a super of, detailed about that. A lot of people that, are saying Horizon 2. I, uh-huh. I don't think Horizon is going to be a launch title. You don't think so? No. Why? Because I think it's big enough to where... Okay, so launch titles don't have... This is going to be weird, but launch titles don't have to be good. They don't have yeah. to launch titles don't have to be system sellers necessarily because people are excited about the system. Yeah. They'll buy whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. Like whatever's available, they'll end up buying. So like mid-tier kind of things or things that aren't as super popular, mm-hmm. I feel like in order to keep the momentum going, that's when they'll release like the bigger exclusives yeah. and kind of like taper them off and have like maybe every 3 months a big title. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of the trend of what they've yeah, kind of been doing yeah so um, so like as far as launch stuff uh i mean there's rumors of like a a ratchet and clank yeah um i think that makes sense because that's kind of you know it's not as big of a deal but it's nice ratchet and clank would basically be the knack of playstation 5 but good but yeah but but good mm-hmm. uh but you know a nice family friendly type thing 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the third party titles are really what are going to be the the big games you buy yeah. when the console launches. Yeah, and like I, whatever like whatever Ubisoft ends up making a launch title is going to be a thing. Uh, yeah, and I and I agree with you with third party because I mean think about it. It the PlayStation Four if it launches will be uh, November, right? I would expect no later than the end of November. Mm-hmm. So with that, that time of year is usually like when you have your third party big hitters. Games like your Call of Duties, your Battlefields, your Assassin's Creed, all that stuff. Those are going to overshadow any exclusives you have because that's what they've done. That's what they'll always do. So I think you're right. I think we'll see Horizon maybe come out like the following spring. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around then, I don't think we'll see anything come, you know, any big PlayStation hitter. I think we'll get announced, like, oh, hey, this game's coming. It'll be here next year, early spring, or it'll have a firm, like, window of, like, February or March or whatever. But I think for the console to sell, I think we'll see games along the lines of, like, again, the third parties. Because um, it worked well for them. But, yeah, I don't think we'll see uh, any big first-party things. It'll all be third-party. Uh, just because, like I said before, it worked out really well for him. I would yeah. still, I would really like to see a Ratchet and Clank. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. A Knack 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Oh, no, stop. <laughs> what? No, we um, don't need a Knack 3. And a Knack 4 simultaneously stop. with Knack 3. God. Uh, I actually think Knack 2 was pretty good. See, I, I never tried Knack 2 because I didn't want to pay money for it. I was waiting for it to be free, and Knack I thought it would happen sooner than later, and it didn't. It's significantly better than Knack, two, Knack 1. Which, I, not a hard, a high bar set there, but yeah. yeah. But uh, I, there's probably going to be, like, you've got the Ratchet and Clank, but then there's got to be some kind of, like, rated M for Mature. Do you, though? I, Especially I around that time like, of year, I feel like, like it with everything like 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 I said, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed. Like you have your big rated M hitters right there, yeah. And but you I, know, PlayStation will have that deal with Activision where Call of Duty will be marketed heavily towards PlayStation. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and it's not like I mean, they, didn't they announce? Didn't Microsoft say that they're not going to really have any first party exclusives? Not that they're not going to have any first party exclusives. That there won't be any Xbox Series X exclusives for these first two years. So you'll everything that's coming out in the Xbox Series X for these next one to two years will still be available to play on the Xbox One. I wonder so, if we're gonna see the same thing with PlayStation Five then. I you know so that that's another question. So Xbox recently just had that uh, thing with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, where if you buy twenty seventy seven for the Xbox One, you will get a free upgrade to the Xbox One X version or the Xbox Series X version of the mm-hmm. same game, no extra cost. PlayStation has, of course, not commented or said how they're going to be handling that by any means. Um, but I imagine, like, to keep up and not take a total loss or shoot themselves in the foot, they would do something similar. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, even with the PS4, they did, like, an upgrade-type thing where you would pay, like, an extra $5. Oh, like, you know what? They did do that, like I yeah. I did that with with assassin's creed black flag because mm-hmm. i had it on ps3 mm-hmm. and then you could pay i'm pretty sure it was like five dollars yeah it was like you know no more than 10 yeah yeah uh so i did that mm-hmm. uh, but then you need the ps3 disc yep that's why i haven't played black flag on the ps4 because i can't find the ps3 disc <laughs> uh but you know hopefully they'll have a little bit more of an elegant solution uh but that's that's another factor that's kind of interesting 
because we're going into another generation mm-hmm. but at least the rumor is now they have said that the playstation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with the ps4 mm-hmm. um but the rumor is that it's like all the way backwards compatible to yeah. some extent yeah uh probably well i would say like what digital it, yeah it'll have digital playstation 3 titles yeah um uh, but like I feel like this is the first time we've gone into another generation with such an emphasis on backwards compatibility. Yeah. Such an emphasis on cross-platform play and, and, and things like that. So this is this is unprecedented in the sense that we could see what could be the smoothest transition into next-gen oh, ever. Yeah. Or... An absolute fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's I me, mean, and it's also just so I've got one more point before we wrap up. So we'll two more. Uh, I think this generation. I mentioned this in the last episode. This will be the biggest step we see in a console generation in a recent time. So you know we had the PS3 to the P, or the PS2 to the PS3, and that was a huge leap because that was a huge emphasis on HD graphics. It was a huge emphasis on online multiplayer, which revolutionized video games as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the leap from PS3 to PS4, you know there wasn't a huge emphasis like okay, of course the games got prettier, like that was bound to happen. They're not going to stay the same and they're not going to get worse. Um, online multiplayer was there; it's already been the same; it stayed there. Um, We've just seen kind of things polishing. I feel like this gen- that this last tra- uh, generation focused more on laying the groundwork for this one as it more so than it did like trying to be its own thing because mm-hmm. we saw polishing when it, with online multiplayer. It was there. How do you make it better? Cross platform play, right? So you had that polished there. Um, you had services that were already there getting again the polish. Um, we saw PlayStation Move get revamped in uh, a la PlayStation VR um, and be revamped. Like, how do you... It does controls. seem like this generation has been iterative. Yes, it's very much just been touching up on everything mm-hmm. that was done before. That way, when this generation that's coming up happens, it can just hit the ground running and then really focus on, well, is this next generation is focusing uh, a lot, again, on a huge upscale in graphics um with going with allowing up to 8k um jumps there with a massive focus a massive focus on services um and things of that nature so i I feel like the number one performance of course yeah i i think that with performance specifically Mm -hmm. the number one change that i think that we're gonna see uh i don't i don't know if what we think of as a game is going to change dramatically at least initially but I think the number one thing is going to be just the speed. Oh, God. Like, how accessible. Uh, I remember when the PS4 first launched, uh, oddly enough, Killzone is the only game I can think of that really did this, where you would you would press the button, and then it would just go right into the game. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, you know, the launch screen with all the developer names and all that stuff. And yep. uh, it was just immediately, bloop, you're in the game. Uh, and I feel like that is kind of the mindset that they're going into designing the PlayStation 5 with, uh, with things being immediate. They've already mentioned things like um, having stuff on the home screen where, uh, like, you'll see that uh, 
you like left off on like chapter three in hitman mm -hmm. you can you can press x and you're immediately just playing chapter three you don't have to go through like the main menu and choose the yep. chapter and stuff like that uh so that that kind of speed i think will be really interesting uh from like a, a, a user experience perspective mm -hmm. and i think that's where we're going to see a lot of those changes um and like kind of i mean obviously more of a skew towards photorealism uh things like that but um i'm curious to see how that's going to lead to innovations in game design in general because mm -hmm. like one thing that always excites me uh about new hardware is how it's used in new ways right like, so like this generation i feel like virtual reality was the biggest innovation because uh it was the first time that we really saw a viable convincing feasible virtual reality system mm -hmm. uh i mean not just on home console but you know in general like on pc and uh, even just like as self-contained devices later on yeah uh, but i'm curious what what that is going to be for the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. uh, like, what's that new thing? Right. Um, but initially, I think speed is going to be the big thing. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like it'll be exciting playing with the systems when they first come. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, it's trying all the new fancy dudes. Yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. always spend at least, like, an hour not playing any games, but, like, going through all the settings. Oh, for sure. And, you know, just looking at all the different icons, just taking in the, the user interface design <laughs> um, and sort of appreciating it or critiquing it, depending. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, yeah, I feel like, based on what they've said going into the PlayStation 5, uh, mm -hmm. which admittedly is not much yeah uh, i feel like a lot of their focus is on just improving that user experience and the this the what, what's like the snappiness the snappiness of the experience okay yeah um so my next thing for you here is and, th and this is a, a huge one i mean we'll laugh at it at first the moment i say it i'm sure uh oh but i think it's something that will be important and I think they'll continue to try their best to make an emphasis on it. If they don't, it's gone. They need to kill it now. Kevin Butler. No. Yes, but It's no. got to be Kevin Butler. PlayStation Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so they restructured pricing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, made it way more understandable, way more Now it's on friendly. par with Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, to a degree. Pricing-wise. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes, it's no longer, it wouldn't be unheard of to do so. I think Game Pass is still a way better deal. Mm -hmm. Um, seeing as how it's, those games aren't being streamed, you're still downloading them. Um, you just have access to them. I, with, but with PlayStation Now, with how much emphasis they're making, they're trying to make, whenever they announce what games are coming to PlayStation Now, they're trying to keep it on par as to when it is when they announce new free PlayStation Plus games. Well, just today, actually, yeah. uh, before recording this, uh, they announced that Control. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the big one. Yep. Uh, Control is on PlayStation now. Uh, I don't even remember the other ones. Shadow of the Tomb Raider was one. There we go. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, That's that was mm -hmm. the other big one. Yeah. Um, I, and then some others. <laughs> I, I, I want PlayStation now to be a huge deal. I want to find a reason for myself to use PlayStation now. Mm -hmm. I, I very much do. Like, I want to go back and play Batman Arkham Origins really bad on my PlayStation 4. And I know the only way I can do that is PlayStation Now. I have, streaming. But it's streaming, and if my internet fucks up, I'm going to have the worst experience ever. 
com- as compared to where I know if I were to do that, play that same game, uh, or at least a game that is on not only PlayStation Now but on Game Pass. If I were to go with that same experience on an Xbox, I know it would be better every time because it's the game. Mm-hmm. It's not a streamed thing. I'm not worried about how my internet connection is. I know once it's downloaded, I am playing that game. Well, that's why I I feel like the PlayStation 5 has a lot of potential in easing that as well because it's mm-hmm. got the horsepower behind it. Yeah. And uh, you could download like a chunk yeah. and play that chunk, uh, which will be... A smaller chunk if you're playing older games mm-hmm. because older games are just smaller file sizes yeah. in general. Uh, so I feel like with the PlayStation 5, PlayStation Now is definitely going to be a bigger deal. And I think that they've looked at what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass and they're going to have to do what they can to be on par. I still don't think that PlayStation exclusives will be like day and date when they launch on PlayStation Now. Yeah. Just because... I mean, let's be honest, PlayStation exclusives are kind of like a league of their own. Oh, um, for sure. They can kind of stand on their own, and then maybe like a few months afterwards, they can show up on PlayStation now. And I think that would be perfectly fine. But uh, I would like to see, like, when they announced that PS4 games could be downloaded with PlayStation now, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. Uh, I would like to see that for PS3. I would like to see that for PS2. I would like to see that for PlayStation 1. I would like to see that for Vita, PSP. Like yeah. that, I, f- and I know that there have been rumors around that happening. Okay. Uh, but I think that would be the game changer because PlayStation has such a history mm-hmm. and they have some amazing like legacy titles mm-hmm. that have push the industry forward uh i mean as far as like they've had games that are on display in the smithsonian yeah like that's that's a big freaking deal uh i think playstation can really tap into that history and if they want to rope in their hardcore fans and old fans that maybe didn't even jump in on playstation 4 they could do that by offering something like game pass with playstation now but that could be their backwards compatible solution well and i think that's something they were looking at was trying to make their backwards compatible solution but then you ran into the instance of where one it's not true backwards compatibility and two it's not promised how long this game will be there so i was just pulling up their pricing structure on my phone Mm -hmm. and something that's all glaring there is horizon zero dawn available on playstation now until april 7th of this year so yeah. that that doesn't help, like especially if someone's like you know if they're in the middle of playing that game, they've created a crunch for themselves. They have to go out and play it uh, before it expires, or and then they can't play it anymore. Um, and even then, you're still you have still you have titles that you can download to the console and play, but not all of them. So and I think that confusion there is what keeps it. It's not as clear cut. It's not as streamlined. Yeah, it, as it definitely should be. Streamlined. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if not just to make it easier for the consumer, yeah. but also so that it's a it's a service that's worth paying for. Because mm-hmm. like having it sort of segmented like that is not just confusing, but it it kind of sours the experience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping, fingers crossed. I don't necessarily believe this is going to happen, <laughs> but fingers crossed. I think that. If they're able to streamline it, 
mm-hmm. if they're able to include the entire library of you know old school games yeah uh ps3 games and make it streamlined and simple mm-hmm. and just have it work yeah uh, then that could be a really big deal. And, like, I mean, for me personally, backwards compatibility is probably the biggest deal going into PlayStation 5. Yeah. Because I have such a tremendous backlog. Yes. And most of my games are digital games mm-hmm. for PS3 that I haven't been able to play because I don't want to plug in my PS3. Right. Uh, and even if I did... That thing is slow. It's awful to use. Yeah, it, it just it's not. It's, it's completely not a bogged good down. It's at that point. It's like I've got to go through all this work. Exactly. To play. But Especially if, if it's I like could, a small indie title, like I, I would, even if the the only thing that the PlayStation Five did was play PS3 and PS4 games, I would buy the PS5. Like, yeah, that's how much of a big deal backwards compatibility is to me. Back, yeah, backwards compatibility. <laughs> uh, but I also recognize that maybe backwards compatibility isn't that big of a deal to other people. Mm-hmm. It's a nice thing for the back of the box. It's a nice bullet point. But is it really something that people use? Is it really going to be a determining factor? Yeah. Uh, so, I don't I know. I think, for me, I mean, this year alone is huge for backwards compatibility with all the big blockbuster hits. And this is something I was worried about with block, with backwards compatibility. I didn't know how it would necessarily work. I mean, you've got Last of Us 2. You've got Final Fantasy VII Remake. Doom Eternal. Um persona 5 royal um dreams even. dreams you have Which so is supposed many to be a 10 year yeah you've got all of these games coming out and then you know this new console and goes to tsushima you know and it's like okay i know i can play them on my playstation 5 will the playstation 5 enhance my experience or am i playing the same game if that's the case i've got a year's worth of massive kick-ass titles coming out that work on the console i already own and it's not going to be any better on this new one you're wanting me to buy. Like, I need a reason to go out and do that after I spent, you know, $60 a pop on all these titles. Mm-hmm. So I think backwards compatibility will be huge. I think, again, they will need to compete with something Xbox has already done with the Xbox One X Enhanced. Things like that, they'll have to do something similar with PlayStation 5. Because otherwise, it's like, why do that? Because at that point, if they don't, I'm going to be under the impression that I will get a PlayStation 5 Enhanced version of these $60 games coming out, if not at launch, early next year. Like, I won't buy Last of Us 2 this year. Well, that's actually, that's a good point that you make with, like, the whole, like, PlayStation 5 enhanced version. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another thing that kind of scares me. PlayStation has been doing a lot of remasters. I think a I lot of yeah. A lot of the PS4, like, as of late, a lot of the PS4 library has been games that have been remade mm-hmm. for the playstation 4 yep i mean pretty much all of the yakuza series <laughs> uh which is great i love that um but like things like medieval um even technically ratchet and clank on the ps4 ratchet and clank, final fantasy 7 that was a remaster final fantasy 7 things crash like bandicoot that. crash bandicoot uh, crash team racing yep. spyro all of these things and not all of those are exclusives mm-hmm. but They've all, with the exception of Medieval, uh, been really great sellers. Yeah. You know, Shadow of the Colossus remade on the... Resident uh, Evil 3 coming. Yeah, God, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Uh, is it in PlayStation's best interest 
to allow for full backwards compatibility when they can just invest a small amount in a dedicated team like Bluepoint. Who is putting out something. Yeah, to just remaster their old shit anyways. I think, so cost effective, yes. Will it piss off the consumer knowing that Xbox will be not doing that? Also, yes. I think right now, Sony, I think PlayStation's in a spot right now where they know what the right option would be for the consumer base. They know that they have to say yes to these certain things to get going and to give them the leg up because if they say no to even a little bit of these certain things, they, and especially when Xbox has already come out and says, hey, we're already going to do this, it'll, it'll hurt. If they don't nail the price... If they don't nail the service, they're gonna. It's a PlayStation Three scenario where well, they all spend. I'm also wondering. It could go the other way too. I, I mean, I do agree with price. Yeah. Uh, but it could go the other way too. Where, what if they just double down on the things that they've already been nailing, which would be exclusive titles. Yeah. Um, and what if they just kind of continue on the trajectory that they're on? without as much of a focus on services. Uh, because, I mean, especially if... Um, especially if that's something that Microsoft is already nailing. Uh, and, and this is not necessarily what I think is going to happen, but I, I could totally see a scenario in which they just double down and they're like, okay, we can't do services as good as Game Pass, oh, so yeah. let's just do games as good as we know. Well, we and I don't mean services as like PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus. I mean like that shared delivery aspect where I know if I buy an, a PS4 version of a game, I will get a free upgrade to the PlayStation 5 Well, I mean, even, even that, I'm saying. I, well, it'll be hard-pressed because it depends if you have the, the price-conscious uh, consumer who's aware that how it's going to happen. It may hurt their sales because like, if that's the case... If there is a Last of Us PS5 version that's coming out and I don't get a free upgrade, I won't buy Last of Us 2 this year. I will wait. Because that's 60 bucks. I know I'll end up spending again a year from now on essentially the same but game. But do you know you're getting that? That's the thing. Well, even at that point, I'll wait. And, and like then... that didn't stop people from buying The Last of Us on PS3. And that's true. But we were also didn't necessarily know like PS3 came out. We didn't know much about the PlayStation 4. There wasn't necessarily a huge talk about backwards compatibility. That is true. So it was like, we're not expecting an HD remaster for a game that came out a year ago. Now, mm-hmm. now the precedent's set to where if that happens, now like it's now talked about. Um, whereas you and I, when that happened, we wouldn't have had that conversation. Then, like, do you expect Last of Us to be ported to PS4? Hell no. We'll expect Last of Us 2 to be on PS4. Little and behold, a year later, it's remastered on PS4. Last of Us 2 is launching at the yeah. end of the PS4 console cycle. I think... Um, because what, what I would do at that point is I would wait. Like, all of these big games coming out this year, I will cancel my pre-orders now. I will wait till the PS5 comes out. I will buy my PS5 then. If I don't have a remaster of a PS5 version of those games within that year, I'll go buy the PS4 versions, which I know will work on my PlayStation 5, at a cheaper price because it's been a year since they came out. I will save 10 to $20 on buying the game. I'll miss out on the pre-order bonuses, which isn't a huge deal, you know? But I will yeah. say my Gamers Club Unlocked membership expires this month. So that 20% off I was getting from Best Buy from buying new games is gone. But even then, I'll still save more money by waiting to see what will happen. Mm-hmm. So and that's they need to make that call now because otherwise 
they're going to have people that will wait. Their first party games they're putting out this year, like, oh yeah, we're going to kill it first party. You may put out some quality titles. Yeah, you'll put out some quality titles, but no one's going to fucking buy them because they know you're putting out a new console that's not going to have those, that they're going to have to wait for a new version to come out a year from now. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. But anyway. We'll definitely see. Hopefully we see this month. Hopefully. I'm hoping. Knock on wood. Where's some wood? (laughs) Knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Love me some... I'm, I'm just going to stop. But, <laughs> but until then, we'll see what happens. Steven, I'm glad to have you on the show. It was a lot of fun, buddy. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I apologize to your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all but five of them, so who cares? I'm pretty sure your brother is one of them. All right, well, all so, five of them need to... Uh, you you do a donate link in the show notes, right? Yeah, so as soon as you click the show, it says you can support this podcast, and it has a link you yeah, click it. click that, donate at least a dollar. I mean, come on. So... I would appreciate it. You don't have to. I appreciate it. Fucking do it. Uh, All right. Well, there's that. But anyway, next time we'll be focusing on Xbox and see how they should control that. Uh, I I would love to have Steven on again if, you know, we can figure out scheduling or whatnot. If not, I'll do it myself. We'll find out. It'll happen. I'm free all the time now. Okay. That's uh, a bit depressing to think about. But anyway, (laughs) this has been Wolfie's Gaming Den. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.